Welcome to Godable, a daily reading of holy texts known in the Unificationist community as Hundoke. Today we are reading from the Champumogyong. Champumogyong, Book 10 Preparing the Ideal Environment Centering on the Providence of the Ocean and Latin America. The Wealth of God's Nation. The ultimate goal of religion is to create one family under God, where everyone will live free from discrimination. True parents established many companies and developed marine resources in order to save people from starvation. By promoting the equalization of wealth and technology, they have been striving to create an environment where all nations of the world can live in prosperity. True parents have been emphasizing that the way to achieve the equalization of wealth is for the rich to share their wealth with those who are in need, and for wealthy nations to help impoverished nations. In this way, we can create a world based on true love, which manifests the ideals of interdependence, mutual prosperity, and universally shared values. Their teaching is that building such a world where God's will is fulfilled is the way to achieve the ultimate social justice. Hence, throughout their lives they have poured out their hearts, souls, and resources for the establishment of God's nation on earth, the kingdom of God on earth, where all people live in happiness. People should care for the less fortunate and live for their sakes. Whenever you see someone in more difficult circumstances than you, you should have compassion on that person and be grateful for your own situation. Do not simply be grateful, but actively help that person. Anyone who lives this way will be welcomed in their own nation and in other nations as well. If we look at the people who are considered patriots and saints today, very few of them came from wealthy families. Their societies, nations, and even their families were going through times of confusion but they moved forward with a vision for a better future. Even though they lived in such circumstances of confusion, they were proud to have been born in their nation and proud of their parents. Yet although they loved their parents greatly, they cared more for the nation and the world and worked to save those who were less fortunate than they. With that heart, they gathered supporters and paved the way for a better tomorrow. That is how they brought changes to the world. A new history began from where those people extended the love they had for their nation, their parents and their teachers, horizontally, to help the less fortunate and correct injustice. From that point, this new history transcended their nation and extended to the world. History has advanced because of such people. A rich man who is ungrateful for his riches and labors only to gather more money will perish in the end. A rich man who is grateful for what he has earned and grateful to his nation and people for giving him the opportunity to earn it, and who devotes his riches to help others, will gain even greater wealth. You can become rich, but if you forget how to be grateful and only pursue your own ambitions, you will end up digging your own grave. In the Bible it says, It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. This passage states that rich people do not do what is required to enter the kingdom, love the world, love their nation, love their people, and love their families. I am not saying that I am going to take money from rich people. 
Even if I were in debt and a nation offered me financial assistance, I would not accept it. You should be willing to offer your personal property to heaven. You should be willing to offer it for your nation. Then, since a nation's assets grow on the foundation of its people's assets, the nation and its people will not perish. Its families will not perish. Nations grow in proportion to what their people invest in them. Their investment is what brings total unity. Likewise, your nation needs to offer everything for the sake of heaven and earth. Even the world needs to offer everything. In order to build a united world, we should not be content to eat good food and live a good life in beautiful places. We should want to bring equalization so that all humankind can live at an equal level. Rich people should willingly pay 70% of their income in taxes, and poor people should willingly pay 30% in taxes. This will make a balance. They should willingly pay them, not pay them while complaining about it. Christianity developed by accepting tithes, 10% of people's income, but the next step is to offer 30% of one's income. In order to save the world, rich people should set aside funds in a bank account that can be used to build facilities in underdeveloped regions in Africa. This cannot be done all at once. Therefore, the rich people can draw lots every year to determine who will donate their funds. If you set up that kind of system, no one will complain. Now, true parents, the perfected Adam and Eve, are in the position of the first human ancestors on earth. Therefore, the time has come for you, who have received true parents' lineage, to be registered in God's nation. You need to make the total living offering. Then God will be able to say to you, All of my love is yours. Until now, sacrificial offerings were divided in two, but no longer. I am talking about the total living offering. You need to offer 30% of your income so that you not only support the church, but also go beyond the church to support the nation and the world. Of the 30%, 10% should be used for the development of the church, 10% for the nation, and 10% for the world. This is needed in order to connect the realm of liberation to the global plane. Hence, throughout your life you need to offer three-tenths of all your income. You are not liberated from this duty until the day you enter heaven. When you offer three-tenths of your income, the third one-tenth is what engrafts you to God's realm. The growth stage rests on the formation stage, and the completion stage rests on the growth stage. Once you fulfill the completion stage, you can recover everything. The issues that remain to be resolved during this century are the cultural gap between the East and the West and the gap between the haves and the have-nots in the North and the South. How can they be resolved? It is through my teaching of living for the sake of others. The philosophy of living for your own sake belongs to the fallen world. The philosophy of living for the sake of others belongs to the heavenly world. Wealthy North America should live for the sake of its younger sibling, Latin America. North America should willingly sell its assets to help its younger sibling prosper. Only after North America helps Latin America to prosper at least as much as it does, if not more, should it invest for its own people. 
That is how both North America and South America will become places where God's ideal will eternally reside. Western people believe that their nations will forever remain the leading nations of the world, but that is not heaven's desire. Western civilization has stood in a leading position, but it opposes investing its highest level of technology for the development of countries in the poorer regions of the world. If Western civilization continues to take that position, its decline is inevitable. Even if you suffer loss, you still have to invest for the nation, invest for the world, and invest for heaven. You should be grateful that you are still able to make that investment. If you invest to the very end, even though your life is in the lowest of places, people will emerge among your descendants who will inherit riches and rule over nations. If we are unable to build God's nation on earth and live there, we cannot enter the heavenly kingdom in the spirit world. This is a principle. That is why God is not content to have a home on the family level, but is seeking his home on the national level. God wants to have a nation through which he can create the heavenly kingdom. Today, socialist nations require all property to be in common and do not recognize private property. Although humankind does not know it, this is a result of the advancement of restoration through indemnity that is being made in this era. The socialists justify what they do by saying that if rich people freely walked around with their bundles of wealth, it would be difficult to control them. That is why they require them to turn over all their assets to the nation as common property. In the Garden of Eden, the first human beings lived naked. Therefore, in the last days, we must return to a position as if naked, having nothing to claim as our own. That is why it is wise for you to quickly offer all your treasures to God. Once the able UN is properly set up, you will entrust all your property and assets to one bank. You will deposit your assets at the designated bank, and the bank will set aside a certain percentage of the accrued interest to share with those in less fortunate circumstances. I am saying this because it is a way for rich people with a lot of money to willingly distribute and share their wealth with their needy brothers and sisters, so that they too can live a prosperous life. People who have accumulated many assets in the wrong way are nothing but thieves. As a result, their ancestors in the spirit world are blocked on all sides. If these people do not share what they have, their ancestors will not get the benefit of equalization. When their descendants on earth break down the barriers to sharing their wealth, then the ancestors in the spirit world will be liberated and be free to go in any direction, enjoying complete freedom. We may enjoy freedom on earth, but spirits in the spirit world are not free. We need to work to build the world where every person in the spirit world enjoys complete freedom and is no longer in need of liberation. Then we all can go straight to the kingdom of heaven. When people marry, it is customary for the mother and father to give them a share of their wealth. If young lovers take money or property from their parents without going through the process of getting married, what they take is considered stolen property. They have to return it with all the interest that had accrued during all the years that they held it. However, when young people marry and their parents willingly give them their share of the inheritance, wealth is equalized. 
We, true parents, must also receive God's approval before we can give you shares of our inheritance. If any of you take something other than that, your entire clan in the spirit world will be accused. Even your nation will be accused. When the world becomes united in the future, there will be a huge migration of people. People will no longer consider the land of their birth to be their fatherland. The land that they migrate to will become their fatherland. Who knows where it may be? It may be in a desert. People who were well off might end up going to a place like the Gobi Desert and work to transform it into a flourishing plain. They will need to sell their land and assets in the country of their birth and bring it with them to their new home. That is how equalization will take place. Ideally, human beings should not die in the same place as they were born. You should go through your life in four different nations, living in a different nation in your 20s, 40s, 60s, and 80s. You should live in four nations in each of the four directions, north, south, east, and west. When that system is created, people will not keep any attachment to their own clans. Instead, people will attend heaven while living together in three-generation families. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Godable. Godable is brought to you by the National Victory Fund and support from listeners like you. To donate, visit godable.org. Thank you.